and welcome to the Saturday, October 29th, 2022 Penn State edition of the Land Grant Holy Land Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Every Ohio State game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you are watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or even cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. This afternoon at Beaver Stadium in State College, Pennsylvania, head coach Ryan Day's second-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes will take on the 13th-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions coached by James Franklin. The Buckeyes enter the game with a 7-0 undefeated record, while the Nits are 6-1 on the season, including 3-1 in Big Ten play. The game will be Fox's big noon game of the week, meaning that on the call will be Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt will be providing color commentary, and the All-American woman Jenny Taft will be on the sidelines reporting. As always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM, where the best in the business, the voice of the Buckeyes' Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline. As of recording time, the forecast shows 51 degrees under sunny skies in Happy Valley at kickoff, with a 0% chance of rain and wind just at 2 miles an hour from the south-southwest, so pretty much negligent in terms of how it will impact the game today. Coming into the weekend, Ohio State is ranked second in both the AP and coaches' polls, receiving 18 first-place votes in the media rankings and 17 from the coaches. The Buckeyes sit just 17 points behind number 1 Georgia in the AP poll and 34 back in the coaches' poll. Ohio State is currently tied at the top of the Big Ten East with the corn and blue at 4-0 in the league, although the Buckeyes do have a game in hand technically when it comes to intra-divisional play. Penn State is one game back at 3-1 in conference, but is 0-1 in the Eastern Division. Over in the West, Burt Bielema's Illinois Fighting Illini sit atop the divisional standings at 3-1 in conference play and 3-0 against Western Division opponents. Even though sports betting will not be legal in Ohio until January 1st, let's turn our attention to the lines for today's game, which opened with Ohio State as 14.5 point favorites according to DraftKings Sportsbook, but that number has ever so slightly increased and now sits at 15 points as of recording time. The total points or over-under number is set at 60.5. Penn State's money line is plus 480, while Ohio State's is at minus 645, meaning that if you bet $100 on the Nits to win straight up, no spread, and they do pull off the upset, you will win $480. But if you want to win $100 by picking the Buckeyes to win, and they do, you will have to bet 645 smackers ahead of time. After starting the season slowly, Ohio State is 4-2-1 against the spread this season, while the Nits are 4-3. Both teams are 5-2 at eclipsing the total points number this season. Penn State has covered the spread in eight of its last nine games against teams from Ohio, and each of the Buckeyes' last five games have hit the over. Looking at a few individual player prop bets, DraftKings set the over-unders for C.J. Stroud at 312.5 passing yards and 3.5 passing touchdowns, while Penn State's Sean Clifford is at 230.5 and 1.5 respectively. In terms of receiving, they have over-unders for Buckeye receivers Marvin Harrison Jr. at 87.5 yards and 78.5 yards for Emeka Igbuka and a half touchdown for each. The odds makers also have the rushing total for Travion Henderson at 84.5. One guy who does not have any over-under odds for this game is Jackson Smith and Jigba, and to be honest, I'm starting to wonder if he will have those totals for any game for the rest of the season. 
Smith and Jigba returned to the lineup last week against Iowa for the first time in over a month, and after playing 22 snaps, very visibly came up limping and exited the game and did not return. As we've discussed this season, it is always difficult to figure out exactly what's going on with Ohio State in terms of injuries, but JSN was not seen practicing at all this week, and while coaches did their best to deflect question about the receiver's health and future, C.J. Stroud did rather ominously tell reporters on Wednesday that he didn't want to be the one to spill Jackson's business. Now, you can draw your own conclusions of what that may or may not mean, and many people have. But when it comes to the availability report that will be released at 9 a.m. today, I would be shocked if Smith and Jigba is not listed as unavailable. Another player expected to be out for the Buckeyes today is cornerback Cameron Brown, who did not play against Iowa. He is reportedly working to get back from a lower body injury, which is different than the shoulder injury that kept him limited earlier in the season. Turning our attention to Penn State, they come into the game with wins over Purdue, Ohio University, Auburn, Central Michigan, Northwestern, and Minnesota, but having suffered a 41-17 defeat at the hands of the Ann Arbor Skunk Bears earlier in the season. Penn State actually was only down 16-14 at halftime thanks to some fairly fluky bounces that went their way, but they were run out of the big house in the second half almost literally. On the afternoon two weekends ago, Penn State gave up 418 rushing yards on 55 carries. Donovan Edwards averaged 10.8 yards per carry on 16 rushes for 173 yards, while Blake Corum had 166 yards on 28 carries. The Nits were held to a single third quarter field goal in the second half. That game obviously didn't help their defensive numbers all that much. Penn State ranked 63rd nationally in rushing yards allowed per game at 140.29, but they are actually worse against the pass, coming in at 78th, allowing just under 233 yards per game. On the whole, their defense is ranked 63rd, but interestingly enough, their scoring defense jumps all the way up to 20th, perhaps revealing a little bit about the type of defense that they are with a bend-but-don't-break type of unit. On the other side of the ball, the Nittany Lions rank 49th in total offense at 423.6 yards per game and 39th in scoring at 33.4 points. They are 46th nationally running the ball and 64th passing it. Individually, seemingly 18-year starting quarterback Sean Clifford is 80th nationally and 8th in the Big Ten with 206.5 yards passing per game thereabouts, while running back Nicholas Singleton is 49th and 8th respectively with just over 80 yards per game rushing. In terms of receiving, Parker Washington averages 55.5 yards per game and Mitchell Tensley comes in at 48.5. On defense, their top player in almost certainly their best player on the entire roster, is cornerback Joey Porter Jr. He comes into the game with 11 pass breakups on the season, tied for the most in the Big Ten. And given Ohio State's allotment of wide receiver talent, it'll be interesting to see how often Stroud throws at number nine and who he ends up covering more often than not. To put all of those numbers in perspective, Ohio State enters the game with the country's second-ranked scoring offense, putting up 49.6 points per game in the fourth-ranked total offense at 517.4 yards per outing. The Buckeyes are 21st nationally in rushing the ball with 205 yards per game and 15th passing it at 312.5. Of course, they had the poor rushing showing last weekend against Iowa, which we'll talk about more in a second, and their starters rarely play into the fourth quarter, so those numbers are a bit impacted by that. 
On the other side of the ball, OSU has the number two total defense behind only Burt's Fighting Illini, allowing just 239.9 yards per game, and the number five scoring defense, giving up just 14.9 points. The Buckeyes come in with a top 10 defense against both the run and the pass. They're actually third against the pass, giving up 149 yards per contest, and eighth in rush defense, allowing just under 91 yards per game. C.J. Stroud enters the game 17th nationally and second in the Big Ten with 289 passing yards per game. Amekak Buka is second in the league and ninth nationally with 105 receiving yards per outing. Marvin Harrison Jr. is fourth in the conference and 23rd in the country at 85.4. On defense, Tommy Eichenberg is seventh in the conference with 57 tackles, while Mike Hall Jr. is third in the Big Ten with one and a quarter tackles for loss per game and .9 sacks per outing. That's third in the conference. Okay, after a quick break, we will continue today's show with some historical notes about the Ohio State and Penn State series, the game's advanced analytics, and predictions for today's outcome. Welcome back. Now, let's take a look at the series history between the two teams. Since the Nittany Lions only joined the Big Ten in 1993, the overall series history is not as long as it is with other conference foes. Before they joined the league, PSU held a 6-2 record against the Buckeyes, but since then, Ohio State holds a 20-8 advantage, including a five-game winning streak in which the average margin of victory has been just a single touchdown. The last time that the Nittany Lions won a game in this series, trigger warning on another upsetting loss for the second week in a row, was back in 2016 in Happy Valley in which Penn State safety Marcus Allen blocked a late field goal attempt by Tyler Durbin in the final minutes of the game and it was returned 71 yards by cornerback Grant Haley to give the home team their 24-21 victory. The play has become known as the Block 6 apparently, I didn't know that but that's what Wikipedia says, and was Franklin's first win over a ranked opponent as Penn State's head coach. Now, not to put any extra bad juju on today's game, the Buckeyes entered State College for that game, ranked second in the country. However, since Ryan Day took over as Ohio State's head coach in 2019, the Buckeyes are 3-0 against Penn State, winning by an average score of 33-22. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics for today's game. The Buckeyes remain atop the SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly. Ohio State now has the second-ranked offense behind Tennessee, but they also have the fifth-ranked defense, which is just absolutely bonkers to me, given where they were the last couple seasons. Penn State comes in at 14th, according to SP+, with the 39th-ranked offense and 9th-ranked defense. Connolly's model projects OSU to win by a score of 33-21, to almost exactly at the average of the last three games. That would be an under and not a cover if you are using SP+, for betting purposes. But as I have pointed out before, seemingly for years, SP Plus has underestimated Ohio State's offense. Last week, it predicted an OSU victory over Iowa by the score of 35-13, to and we know how that worked out. Now, granted, one of the Buckeyes' touchdowns did come from the defense, but still pretty accurate on the opponent's score, not so much for OSU. However, Connolly's model does give the Buckeyes a 74% win probability. 
ESPN's Football Power Index, a different analytics system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP Plus, also has OSU as number one in the country and gives the Buckeyes a 48.2% chance to finish the regular season undefeated and then win the conference title. That is the best chances in the country, ahead of number seven Clemson's 39.2%. The formula also gives the Buckeyes a 30.6% chance to win the national title, also the best in the country. Georgia is at 23.3%, Alabama is 19.7%, and the team up north is 89 ESPN's FPI has Penn State at 11. Friends of the show, the college football nerds, put this game into their model with a computer spitting out a score of 31-19. Again, very much in line with SP+, and very much in line with the last three games under Ryan Day. Daniel, though, went with the Buckeyes 34-24, and Josh went 31-17. Football Outsiders F-plus rankings has Ohio State as the top-rated team in the country, with the number one offense by a considerable margin, and the number five defense. To put it into perspective, they have Tennessee with the number two offense, but they are behind by .49 points. But if you take those .49 points away from Tennessee's rating, that would be good for 10th place between the team up north and TCU. F-plus has the Nits at 10th. Football Outsiders FEI actually has Ohio State as number one with the number one offense and fourth ranked defense, but Penn State comes in at number eight with the 27th ranked offense and eighth ranked defense. And finally, the most fun predictions model that we look out every week. The NCAA game simulator spits out an average score of 29.5 points for the Buckeyes to 21.7 for Penn State, thanks to 2,981 simulations as of recording time. Keep in mind that, like SP+, this model tends to undersell the Buckeye offense. Last week, it projected an average score of 31.7 to 7.7 over Iowa. Again, defensive number, pretty close. Offensive number, not so much. The simulator shows 23% of the simulated games were decided by less than 5 points, and only 3.7 went to overtime. The simulator had Ohio State winning 67.2% of the games and winning by more than 20 points in 24.3% of the time. That means that it projects Ohio State to win by more than 20 more often than there will be games decided by 5 or less. For Penn State, they have them winning by more than 20 points in just 4.7% of the nearly 3,000 sims. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through some of the biggest non-Buckeye v. Nittany Lion games of the day. All times are, of course, Columbus time. At 3.30, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party will come to you on CBS as number one Georgia takes on Florida from Jacksonville. And if you are just too lazy to change the channel after the OSU game, number nine Oklahoma State will visit number 22 K-State on Fox. Then at 7 p.m., the number three Tennessee Volunteers will host number 19 Kentucky on ESPN. And at 7.30 on ABC, we will have the Minton State meltdown as Sparty goes on the road in an effort to upset the Ann Arbor Weasels. In Pac-12 After Dark action, you've got Stanford taking on number 12 UCLA at 10.30 on ESPN. And in the Sitco's Game of the Week, Nevada will visit San Jose State at 10.30 on the CBS Sports Network. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. I've been a little all over the place for this one because all of the different things that I normally factor into my prediction are pointing in different directions. While Penn State is a very good team, Ohio State has a marked talent advantage in nearly every matchup. So normally that would tell me to go big with the Buckeyes. But the Nits seem to always play OSU exceedingly close, no matter what the talent gap would indicate. So that would lead me to want to keep my prediction fairly close. 
Penn State has not been especially proficient on either side of the ball this season, but outside of one bad half against the Harboys, they have looked every bit of a legit conference contender. The analytics are calling for a roughly 10-point victory, as I've said, and that's in line with the history between the teams since Ryan Day became Ohio State's head coach. But I just don't know that Penn State can keep up with the Buckeyes on the scoreboard. So I think that the OSU offense will further cement itself as one of the best units in college football and perhaps in all of college football history by reestablishing the type of balance and toughness that the coaches and players have been preaching since the end of last season. While I don't think that anyone will put up especially gaudy numbers, I think the final score will be pretty impressive. I also think that the defensive line and linebackers will be able to harass Sean Clifford throughout the game, and while he does have the ability to run and will almost certainly break a couple scrambles for big gains, by the fourth quarter, Penn State fans should be calling for Drew Aller to take over behind center full-time. I think that Stroud will throw for 315-ish yards and three scores, while both Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams will go for in the 100-yard range. I'm not necessarily saying they will both go over 100 yards, but I think they will at least have 90 to 110 yards each. I also think that the OSU defense will sack Clifford five times on the day and will pick him off twice. They'll have probably eight or nine tackles for loss as well. Ultimately, I am going... Ohio State 41, Penn State 20. All right, that's all that we have for you today. As always, Land Grant Holy Land will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33. You can also follow me personally at BWWMatt. If you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grant Holy Land's one-of-a-kind podcasting network. We are turning out nearly two podcasts every single day during the college football season to bring you all of the news, analysis, and discussions that you need to be the most informed Buckeye fan possible, along with unique voices, topics, and perspectives that you won't find anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe. So, with all of that out of the way, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, Go Bucks.